0: Praise God. If you open to Genesis chapter 28 tonight, Genesis chapter 28, starting with verse 10. Now Jacob went out from uh, Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to the heaven. And there the angels of, the, of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until you have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask that uh, Brother Saunders would just ask the Lord's blessing upon the reading of the word tonight. Amen, Hallelujah. I found uh, some verses that uh, kind of describe uh, what I'm trying to get across tonight. It says, "Before me is the future, all unknown, a path untrod. Besides me is a friend, well loved and known. A friend, the friend is God." Before me lies a new and unseen way, mid shadows dim. Beside me is my guide, and day by day I walk with him. Before me may be trials, dark and strange, and loss and pain. Beside me is the one whose love will change earth's grief to gain. Before me I discern but barren land, and desert waste. Beside me is the Lord, and his dear hand my path has traced. God is in all of our tomorrows. God is ahead of us. God has gone and prepared the way before us. And Jacob was about to find that out. He was headed on a journey of some 400 miles across uncharted land. I mean, they they had no uh, maps for him to go by. They had, uh, uh, there was no wayside inns that he could stop at. Uh, McDonald's wasn't just around the corner, so he could uh, get a quick burger on the way. And it must have been a scary situation. His name, Jacob, means supplanter. And it means to take a place of another through scheming. He was a schemer. He was a cheat. He was struggling with life, much as many of us was, uh, When Jesus found us, we were struggling, trying to make our own way through life, and along came Jesus and just changed everything, didn't he? Amen. Amen. Like Jacob, some of us have to get into a hard place before we look up. And he truly was between a rock and a hard place, And as he slept there using that rock for his pillow, he had a dream. God spoke to him in a dream. He saw the heavens open, and he saw a ladder extending into the heavens, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon this ladder. And, of course, we know that over in the book of John, That Jesus is that ladder. He described himself as that ladder upon which the angels were ascending and descending. He was going to a strange country, he was alone. Things which a a man feel at such a time like this is, I'm sure he felt scared, lonely, unsure of what tomorrow was going to bring, insecurity. And many of us go through the same things. The thing that scares most of us is not what we can see, but that which we don't see. Most of the things we worry about very seldom come to pass. We're trying to figure out what's in the future. And the Word of God tells us that we're to live one day at a time. We're to let the troubles of the day be sufficient. Over in 1 Corinthians, <clears throat> we have a word of assurance when we come into these unknown trials. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Isn't that a wonderful promise? God will never allow you to go through some trial. That he thinks you're going to fail at. If you're going through a trial, it's because God thinks that you're capable of going through that trial and being victorious in that trial. You see, the devil's the one who will will tempt you and try to get you to fail. God does not want you to fail. God wants you to be successful. And He not only will be with you in that trial, but He'll give you the power to go through the trial. And He told Jacob, He said, I will be with thee. Wherever you go, Jacob, I'm going to be right there with you. And I'll bring you back to this place. And God has told us that He will be with us. And that He will not suffer us to be tempted above what we're able to stand, but with the temptation will also give us the means of escape. We don't have to suffer some of the things we suffer. I think the only reason we suffer some of these things is because we just don't bother to take it to God. The reason we have wars and strife and so on, James says it's just because we, of our own, it's our own fault, we don't ask. We have not because we ask not. There was a preacher one one night, he was preaching, and he was telling about the mysterious troubles that come upon Christians, and he said, you know, some Christians, after, their, after they've given their heart to Jesus, and after they've uh, dedicated themselves, been filled with the Spirit, sometimes Instead of things, okay, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, we come against the enemy, we come against this Problem that Kathy is continually having with, with uh, uh, an overdose or th- these allergy problems. God, you are well able to take care of her. And God, we ask that you open those lungs up right now. That God, she would be able to breathe normally. That this constriction that comes about by these allergies and that uh, causes her pulse to race and causes her uh, her heart to, to race. God, in the name of Jesus, you said, ask anything in my name and I'll do it. Well, God, we're asking in your name, and we're pleading the blood of Jesus Christ upon this child of God, and we ask, Lord, that you touch her in this moment, that, Lord, she be set free. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. That just goes to prove what I was saying. Uh, Many people just because they're Christians, does not nullify the fact that they're going to have trials. And as this preacher was talking and he was telling about this mysterious thing that happens, he said that everyone whom the Lord loveth, he chastens. And he said, sometimes Christians have more troubles than those that are non-Christians. Some of them are steeped in problems. They're surrounded by trouble. Trouble on the right hand. Trouble on the left hand. Trouble before them. Trouble behind them. And about that time, a man in his 70s, in the back of the auditorium, stood up and said, Praise God, the top is always open. Well, he was right. We can always look on Jesus. No matter how bad the trials may seem, there is always a means of escape. Jesus, his ears are always attuned to us. He says, come boldly unto the throne of grace that you might receive mercy. And James says, you have not just because you ask not. Ask anything in my name if you'll just ask and believe. And God Wants to be with us through our trials, just like he was. He was with uh, Jacob. You know, it's, Jacob. Just because God made him these beautiful promises, didn't stop his trials. He ran into a man that was a worse schemer than he was, and his wages was changed. I, I believe it says ten times. Is that right? First of all, he wanted to wanted to marry uh Rachel, and so he works for seven years for Rachel. and lo and behold, he ends up with Leah. So he works another seven years. and then he starts having his wages changed by if he wanted the spotted cattle cattle, then he he was accused of cheating because he took the spotted ones he just ran into problem after problem but the worst problem of all was when he was on his way back and he came to that river and he knew when he crossed over his brother was looking for him. His brother had sworn to kill him. And that night, he went through another trial. He struggled with the angel of God until daylight. And he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. But it was there that he, he was changed. From then on, it didn't mean that his struggles was over. You remember he had a son, Joseph. First of all, he had problems with his sons, They they, they, they killed off some people because of his daughter, uh, Dinah. He had problems in his family. He had problems with his sons uh, trying to do away with his youngest, uh, next to the youngest son. He continued to have problems. But you know, Jacob was victorious from that time on. Something happened that night as he struggled with the angel of God. Unknown perils. Verse 15, he says, I will keep thee. That's what God told him. I will keep thee. I believe in the keeping power of Jesus Christ. How many of you here believe in the keeping power of Jesus Christ? He's not only able to save you, he's able to keep you. And he's not going to run out on you. He'll be with you. Joseph, his brothers, as I told you, wanted to kill him. They stripped him of his coat of many colors threw him into a pit, and along comes these Midianites. They're on their way down to Egypt. And they sold him to the Midianites. And I want to show you what God has to say about it. Over in chapter 39 verse 2 <clears throat> The Lord was with Joseph and he was su- he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian It doesn't matter where you are. Even though he was sold into slavery, God says he was successful. God says that he was with him. And even though his brothers meant it for evil, God meant it for good, that he should go into the land and and, and save many people alive because God cared for the for the Israelites. And he was preparing the way ahead of him. And many of the things that we suffer right now, we think, oh, how could God allow that to happen? Why is God allowing this to happen to me? Like we were somebody special. You know? It's all right if it happens to someone else. But, Lord, why me? How come I'm going through this? And we struggle with it. Look, I, I pay my tithe. I'm faithful to you, God. I go to church. I witness for you. Why am I going through all this? But you know, there's a verse over in Romans 8 that says. He makes all things work together for good for them that love God and who are called according to His purpose. See, I've got to believe that God knows the beginning from the end and that God is doing what's best for me. Amen? See, we look at it from a worldly standpoint and we think, oh, it's horrible. And Joseph might have thought, oh, it's horrible but he trusted God. And he was put in the house of Potiphar. And it says he was successful. And God was with him. And all of a sudden, Potiphar's wife decides that she wants this young Egyptian boy to sleep with her. God, what is happening? How come you're allowing this trial? He ended up being thrown into prison. It just said God was with him. How come he got into this affair and they lied against him and he got thrown into prison? Because God was trying to get him into the position where he would be brought into a rulership over Egypt, and he had to go through all of these other things first. God knows what it takes to make a person what He wants them to be. And He's got a plan for each one of us. And He's just making you into what He wants if you'll trust Him. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Daniel was another one that could have. We've been studying that on Wednesday nights, and he could have, he could have said, Oh, God, why me? Why did my country go into captivity in my youth? Why am I being taken as a slave to Babylon? Why am I being herded like cattle across these many miles? But God had a plan. And Daniel knew that God had a plan. And God, uh, he knew that he had to dedicate himself to God, that he couldn't couldn't, uh, uh, go as the world went and expect God to work out things for his good. And he said, I've determined in my heart that I'm not going to defile myself. And when the, uh, tr- even though he didn't defile himself, did the trial stop there? No. Even when he was raised to a position in the government, did the trial stop? No. they knew exactly how to get a hold of him. And they forbid him to pray. A lot of us would say, well, big deal. They forgive, they, they're, they're forbidding us to pray. But prayer is the power. Prayer gets a hold of God. God. Prayer brings God into the situation. Prayer changes things. And Daniel knew it. And Daniel said, I'm going to pray anyway. See, we've got to realize that God can be reached through prayer and the power of God can be put into our lives. Hallelujah. <clears throat> F.B. Myers wrote these words. He says, The Oriental shepherd was always ahead of his sheep, he was in front. Any attempt upon them had to take him into account. Now God is down in front. He's in the tomorrows. It is in tomorrow that fill, it's tomorrow that fills men with dread. But God is there already. And all tomorrows of our life have to pass before Him before they can get to us. God's already in tomorrow. He knows He's already gone and prepared a place for you. He has taken care of what's going to face you tomorrow. He will give you the strength that you need to face tomorrow. It didn't say that there won't be a trial there, but He says, I'll not allow you to be attempted above what you're able to stand. And with it, I'll give you the means of escape. Hallelujah. There's unknown provisions. Here, Jacob was in a wilderness. A young man, I don't know exactly how old he was when he went into uh, Haran, But he was just a young man, and he was facing unknown perils. He didn't know what was ahead of him. And yet, God said, I'll be with you, I'll take care of you. And Jacob turns around and says, if you'll do this, then I'm going to honor you. In other words, you can be my God. Isn't that nice of Jacob? Hallelujah. But there's provisions for the child of God. And uh, over in Matthew chapter 6, we looked at it the other day, and I just want to look at it again here. Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you shall eat and what you'll drink or your body, what you'll put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Your heavenly Father knows exactly what you need. That's the point I want to make. He knows what you need, but he wants you to ask. Amen? He wants us to pray. He knows what you need. He's going to supply what you need, but he wants you to ask. And he wants you to pray, and he wants you to be thankful. And I just believe that we've got to get down to the point where we trust God. Jacob says, okay, I believe you. I'm going to trust you with my future. Okay. I'll trust you with my future. I believe that we can trust God with the future. I believe that God is in control here tonight. And I don't care what it looks like. It looks like... uh, The service is being interrupted here and there and there's concern about Kathy but I believe God I believe he has the future in his hands he had Jacob's future and he has our future and he's well able to take care of it he said I will keep thee it's what it says here in, in uh, Genesis 28, verse 15, I will keep thee. I believe God is well able to keep us after we're saved. Hallelujah. There's not only provisions. As I said, there was perils of provisions. There's unknown paths. And God promises to direct thee. Verse 15 there of Genesis 28 says, I will bring thee again. In other words, I'll lead you out and I'll bring you back. Now this is, uh, listen to this, 400 miles. Yes, it might have been a caravan trail or something, but it took over 20 years and God brought Jacob right back to that spot because he said, I will keep thee and I will bring thee back. God took care of him and God brought him back to that very same place. God directed his paths. Proverbs 3.16 says, I in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Amen. And I believe God can direct us. And then I want to close with this verse. This is my very favorite verse. How many here have favorite verses? This one here is a favorite verse of mine. It's over in Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, and boy, that ought to settle it, he himself has said, God said it, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And in the Greek, That word for sake is kata Lipo. And I probably pronounced it or murdered it. But anyway, Eng is in, kata is down, and lipo leave. In other words, I'll never leave you down. And what he what he's really saying here is That the person may find himself helpless and defeated. But God says, I will not leave you in that situation of being down and defeated. I'm not going to leave you destitute. I'm not going to leave you in a lurch. I'm not going to leave you down. I will be with you. In fact, there is three negatives. And, you know, in the English language, two negatives makes a positive, right? But here, it just, they kind of add. They don't, uh, they don't cancel one another out. They kind of add. And so three times. And so the way uh, these three negatives occur just before the word For for forsake. And so it would be better translated, I will not, I will not, I will not leave you in a lurch. I will not, I will not forsake you. God is being very emphatic about it. I'm not going to leave you down. And if you are in a trial tonight and you're feeling down, I want to encourage you. God says, I'm not going to leave you there. I will be with you. I'll bring you out of it. And he is not going to forsake Kathy. (laughs) He has promised that he would be with her. He's very emphatic that he's not going to leave her in that situation. And we just got to trust God. God is well able to take care of our problems. Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through, how many here tonight have been going through some problems this week? Alright, hallelujah. <coughs> God wants you to know that He's not going to leave you in that situation. Yes. The Lord's I'm pressing on me this verse. I uh, know there's total scriptures that fear not little children. You will have tribulation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we accept that as from you. Hallelujah, fear not, for I have overcome. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we lay it all at your feet right now. We lay the problems of this life right here at the cross, And we take you at your word that you will not allow us to be tempted above what we're able to stand. But with it, you give us the means of escape. Jesus Christ, one who sticks closer than a brother, one who will never leave us nor forsake us, one who will not leave us in a lurch, not leave us in a down situation, but we are made victorious. We are overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and through the word of our testimony. And we have this testimony. If God be for us, who can stand against us? Jesus has redeemed us. Jesus has empowered us. He's gone to prepare a place for us. And He said, If I go to prepare a place for you, I have come again. And I'll take you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. We have the assurance that we will always be with the Lord once we have accepted Him not life, not death, not trials nor tribulations. Paul said, "What can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus?" Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm just impressed tonight if there's someone here who's never given their heart to the Lord. God is speaking in this moment, and He's not promising you a bed of roses, but He's promising you that He'll be with you. But it must start with you. You must give your life to Christ. If there's someone here like that tonight that would like to come up and have me pray with them, I'd like to pray with them right now there's someone like that that would like to just slip out of their seat and come up here, I'll pray with you right now.